Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Foray and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Listen, today we are going to be sharing our secret for staying positive during the tough times because these are certainly some tough times and it's normal to feel negative right now, but we can't dwell on that. So today's episode is all about how you can kind of change your mindset and look at things in a more positive light. Yeah, that's a really big one, like having a growth mindset throughout all of this. But first, let's go ahead and hear a TSH from Nicole. And Nicole says her time sucking hurdle is worrying. I'm a first year teacher in COVID time and my kids are in the building. My first week did not go well. I try to reflect on the day, but I get upset because there are certain things that I cannot change. I spend more try- more time trying to cheer myself up instead of working on what is in my control, but it doesn't make me feel better. So I'm still sad and unprepared for school the next day. And it becomes a cycle of worrying and not getting anything done. Nicole, I think there are so many teachers that are out there that have, are feeling the exact same way that you are. Yeah, Nicole, I was going to say what you just described, I think is how pretty much every teacher is feeling, whether they're teaching in person, hybrid, virtual, it doesn't matter. We all have these same feelings. And I think overwhelmingly, we are all feeling very negative because there are so many things to feel negative about. And like we said, we just can't well on it. And that's the reason we decided to do this podcast is because we have to find ways to overcome it. We can't just keep making excuses and focusing on the negative. We have to make improvements and make things better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, listen, none of us want to be doing what we're doing right now, right? We never signed up to go into teaching and do it the way that we are right now. And yeah, it sucks. I mean, I will tell my students that this sucks. Like, I don't want to do it this way. You don't want to do it this way. None of us want to be doing it the way that we have to do it. But that's the thing. We have to do it for the safety and health and and the health concerns that we have going on right now, right? So we just need to suck it up buttercup type situation and just try to find a way to be able to be positive and move on. And here's the thing, like I was standing outside of my room and in the previous years, you know, obviously I would give high fives. I would give hugs and say good morning as I greet my students to come into the door. But this year it's a little bit more kind of, I try to make it fun, but it's not as fun because I have to hand sanitize everybody as they walk into my room. And I'm also taking a lunch and breakfast count to be able to get that done before we have our morning announcements. Um, So every day I try to greet kids, right? And I mean, as much as we can, because we're wearing masks, but you can still almost see the smile in eyes, right? We can still notice that kids are smiling at us, or we can show that we're smiling at them with the way that our eyes are looking. And so I'll smile and I'll say, good morning, you know, how was your weekend? Or how was your night? Or, you know, how did such and such thing go? Trying to just kind of keep up with them as I'm giving them their hand spritz and then getting their lunch and breakfast count. But It was really sad one day when I was standing out and I see teachers that are like sitting on a table outside of their desks and just like spritzing hands or they're not saying good morning to their kids. They're not greeting them in the way that I feel like they should be greeted. And it really just hurt me. And I know it's because they don't like what they're having to do. And I get it. I totally understand. But I think we're really sticking to the negative negativity versus really 
thinking about how can I make this a more positive experience for my kids and also for myself. I'm happy you brought up the fact that you can tell if someone's smiling even just by their eyes because I think that's so true. Billy and I were at Chipotle a few nights ago because we've agreed to eat out like once every other week. And we were getting Chipotle. Of course, everyone was wearing masks because in Maryland, we're still required to wear masks everywhere. And, you know, we're going through the line and Billy was filling up his bowl and the lady was putting a lot on it. Like she was feeling generous and his bowl was like piled up and he kind of turned to me and whispered and he didn't even say it that loud, but he was like, man, like she must really like me. She's given me a lot. And we could tell that the worker was like smiling and kind of laughing under her mask. And just by, you know, looking at her eyes, looking at how the skin kind of scrunches up next to their eyes and and Billy was like, wait, do you think she heard me? And she like starts nodding. And she was like, yeah. And it was just funny, the fact that we could tell she was smiling and laughing, even though she was wearing a mask. Now, as we go into this episode, I want you all to keep in mind, we are not trying to promote being positive all the time. Like that whole toxic positivity of like, no, everything is fine. No. Okay. Bridget and I have still had moments where we've been really negative and moments where we have struggled to stay positive. So even though this episode is focused on positivity, like Bridget, can you go ahead and share, like, is there something you've been really struggling to stay positive about? Because I want people to realize that we're not all just sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, teaching right now in COVID with masks on sucks. Um, I don't like it. I don't I don't like having to wear a mask with my students. I don't like that they're having to wear masks. And I think the hardest part for me, the and, and this was like my low moment. And if you guys have seen, I think I did like a a a live where I talked about my first day of school in person. My lowest moment was that during my lunch, I went outside and I'm wearing a white dress. I just want you guys to envision this. I'm wearing a really nice white dress. I have heels on and I didn't have anywhere to go for lunch and I really didn't, I just wanted to take my mask off. And so I went outside in the parking lot and I sat on the pavement and I cried eating my peanut butter sandwich and drinking my Diet Coke. It absolutely was a like a low moment for me because I can't see my kids. I can't see their faces. I know who they are. I know that they're under there, but I I can't see their faces. I can't see them smiling. They can't turn around and talk with the person next to them. Um, They can't have conversations and stand up and walk around. There's none of that now. Like it just feels as if I am in a prison with them. I mean, that's what it feels like. And there was another moment when so we have all of the, the remember the episode where we talked about the balls that I have to spray down? Um, so we all have a set of playground equipment. And I remember throwing it out and we can only play with the kids in our cohort. So in our class, so they can't mingle with other children. So we're the only class out there. And I remember throwing one of the balls out and it was a soccer ball. And so the kids grabbed it. And all of a sudden I see like two or three kids outside on the field and they're kicking the ball around. Well, then I had like half of my class join them and they're playing soccer. And it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm rem- I'm just like sitting on the bench and my hands are kind of down on my legs. And I just started thinking to myself, this sucks. Cause I know I have to tell them that they have to be six feet apart. 
Like yeah. I, like I'm even getting teared up right now because it does. It sucks. Like they can't be kids. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that you were vulnerable enough to share that because I think you just summed up again how so many teachers are feeling. And that's the point we want you to realize, even though we're promoting positivity, like that doesn't mean that we don't have down moments. I had a very similar experience on the first day of school. It was just that reality where it kind of hit me of, oh my gosh, this is going to be my life for the next several months. And personally, our district has said we're going to be online until the end of January. I do think that could end up changing. Like they might establish a hybrid model before that. I don't know. Maybe it won't change. Maybe it'll go on longer. I have no idea. But just that realization of this is what it's going to be like and having the first day of school be so drastically different than what I was used to. You know, I log on Google Meet and my students all start popping on. And just that realization of I I can't hear them because they have to stay muted because if they're not, I can't hear well enough because Google Meet is not very good with like background noise and everything. And, you know, calling on a kid and they have to like find the unmute button and then I have kids whose microphones don't work or kids whose cameras don't work. And it's just like, oh my goodness, like you said, this is not what I signed up for. And I'll be honest, I think the first first day of school, maybe the second day of school, I can't really remember. It's all a blur now. But I had that moment where I'm like, why am I even teaching this year? Like I should have just taken the year off because this is not what I wanted. Because my favorite thing, my students I don't get to experience the same way. And on top of that, it was also the feelings of, oh, we have all these new requirements. We have to record our Google Meets, but we have to make sure kids have cameras off and microphones off and we have to check permission forms. And I like had that breakdown moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, this year is going to be so much harder. Why am I doing this? This isn't fun. I'm not enjoying it. And like it becomes that spiral. You know what I mean? And you just start going down and down and down. And that's what we're trying to focus on is how do you get out of that moment? It's not about being happy all the time, but when you start in that spiral, how do you start reversing it and start spiraling up instead of just spiraling down? So we're each going to share like some little things that have kind of worked for us. And then at the end, we're going to give you like the biggest realization that you need to have when it comes to staying positive. So Bridget, what are some things that have really been working for you? So one of the first things that really worked for me and it was right after that first day of school and I um so my kids I have 19 kids in my class and these were my fourth graders last year so I'm a multi-age team I already knew my kids which was a huge huge benefit for me right and they knew me so I remember sitting down and I just kind of looked at them and I said guys listen I know that this sucks I know that this is not the way we wanted our first day to go and I'm really sorry about it I was like but here's the thing I promise you that I'm going to go home this weekend and I'm going to make my brain work and I'm really going to figure out how I can make this engaging and fun and I'm going to try to be creative. So don't give up on me yet. Don't go home thinking school's horrible. I just want you to give me another week. And I said, and I'm going to figure it out. And so I made myself a promise and I made my kids a promise that day, that afternoon, that I was going to go to look to solve the problem. And that's, that's it. One, we got to figure out ways to solve the problem. And I think it's allowing us to be more creative in a sense. Like I'm starting to find that I am becoming a little bit more creative and I'm not sticking to things that are my normal, but it's almost as if I'm taking things that I've always done, but I'm twisting it just a little bit, right? So like exit slips, like I'm not really passing out paper because they don't want us to have contact with paper a ton 
in the school. So instead of doing exit tickets there, I'm doing exit tickets through Padlet and they can do videos, they can do voice, they could do all sorts of little images and make it a little bit more creative. But I'm thinking a little bit more outside of the box. I'm being more creative and I'm looking to solve the problem. So I identify that problem and I solved it. And one of those things was engagement and having students be able to participate. So little things like that, I start to kind of identify and I don't try to put all the problems on my plate because I feel like when I do that, I tend to get a little bit more anxious um, and I get super stressed out. The other thing that's really worked for me, and this is going to be a little bit of a, a sad video, um, but it, it ha- it's like a sad, happy video. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but I randomly watch like weird u- videos on YouTube. And one of the videos that I came across was about a Russian dad. So he is a dad who has his family. They live in Russia. And he talks about how his daughter, who was three years old at the time, was Um, having a lot of issues with the bombings that were happening around them. So she would hear the bombs hitting um, and it would terrify, like she was terrified. And so he did not like to see her daughter so afraid. So what he did is that he started teaching her to laugh. So they would anticipate as they were hearing the the bombs coming down, they would anticipate it hitting the ground and then they would bust out into laughter. It was almost as if they were forcing that laughter out of them, but it got to the point where she was no longer afraid. And so it's like, you see why I say it's a sad, happy story, because it's like sad that they have to live like that. Um, But it's also happy that he did something to make him, his daughter feel super comfortable. So that's my thing right now is laughter. I mean, at the end, I, I have to just laugh it off. Like, it sucks. I hate it. And I have to laugh about it. I have to laugh about the fact that, you know, nothing goes right in my schedule. The technology starts to die. You know, whatever it is, I have to laugh it off at the end of the day because I can't let it eat me away uh, because then it transfers over into my home life. And my boys don't deserve to have a cranky mom when they get home. They need to have the mom who wants to talk to them and play with them and be around them. Um, And that's really important to me. Michelle, what's some things that have really worked for you? Well, I would totally agree with the laughter. I'm happy you said that because, and I'm not really laughing at like the technology issues. I'll get to that in a second, but I'm more so just finding those little moments with my students that are like hilarious. And then I just try to continuously remember it. On the first day of school, I do what's called a mystery bag. So I have a bag of items and every item relates to me in some way. And my students have to try to figure out how it relates. So I did it virtually this year. And the first item was a mouse, like a cat toy mouse, but it was missing its tail. So the point was for my students to realize, oh, she has cats, but specifically she has a cat that doesn't have a tail, which hardly any of them ever get that. But they do guess like, oh, you have cats or, oh, you have like a mouse or something But this year I had a student and we did this through Google Jamboard. They were putting their guesses on sticky notes and he wrote, you have a rodent problem. (laughs) And I literally like was cracking up and I still crack up about it because that was just such like an ingenious response. So laughter is definitely working for me as well. I'm also just constantly reminding myself everything is figure outable. Now that's actually a book. I think it's by Marie Forleo, I want to say, but just getting at, you know what? 
actually, you know what? As I'm saying this, Bridget, I realize this is kind of like your whole solving the problem. It's the fact that everything has a solution. You just have to find it. And it may not be the solution you thought it was going to be. And that's okay. You just have to find a new solution. I mentioned in the last episode that I was using Jamboard and how my students were like moving the sticky notes around and they were using the laser pointer. And for the first like three days of school, I didn't know how to stop them from doing that. So I just kind of dealt with it. But inside I was like seething because it was so annoying. And then I realized, oh, wait, I can change the sharing settings and I can remove edit access and then give them edit access again. And like that little thing, it was like, oh, I figured it out. Like, it's fine. I just need a time in order to figure it out. The last thing I would say is that's really working for me is getting excited about the new things that I'm trying and the new ways that I'm teaching and realizing this is going to help me when we return to the classroom. Finding new technology tools or trying technology tools that I had never, that maybe I had heard of, but I never actually like used with my students. I feel like it's helping to develop new skills. And so even though it is stressful and it's taking me longer to plan my lessons, inside I go, you know what though? This is going to make me a better teacher. And then when we return, I'm gonna have all these new tools in my tool belt that I can whip out and use with my students and it's going to improve my instruction. So here's the thing that we want you to really remember. And this is like the big aha moment is what I feel like is we need to remember or why. And that's going to be our students. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I know that we are super negative, like when it comes to the things that are just not working for us or that we can't really control. But our why, the reason why we are here, that we're still doing what we're doing is because of our kids, because we want to ensure that they're getting the education that they deserve, that they have a safe place to go to, that they have someone that they can trust, someone that they can go and ask questions with. And that is our why. And I think they are our motivators in so, so much, right? Yeah. And, you know, whenever I hear remember your why, because I feel like I hear that outside of just education, like that's like life in general, you know, I always think back to this video and actually Bridget, you might have been the one to share this video with me. I see you nodding. Oh my gosh, is it the song? Yes. Can you explain it then? Because I feel like you'll have a better explanation than me. Okay. So basically this is a comedian, um, the guy who does this, and I, I apologize, I can't remember the name, but we will link this in the show notes so that you guys can go and watch this video because I think it's phenomenal. But the guy is a comedian and he was doing a comedy act and in one of his, his um, or I don't know if it was a comedy act, but it was more just a speech or whatever. And he talks about knowing your why. And so he references to a guy who's out in the audience and he tells the guy, hey, you know, what do you do? And he says, well, I'm a, um, you know, I teach music. And he says, oh, really? You know, do you have a song? Do you like, can you, can you throw out a song? Like, can you do some singing? Like, you know, and they hand him a mic and he says, you know, why don't you go ahead and sing? So the guy starts to sing Amazing Grace, right? And it's beautiful. Like everybody's like, whoa, you really, really know how to sing. But then the comedian then tells him, all right, So I'm going to play with this for just a little bit. okay? but I just want you to imagine real fast, like, you know, your uncle just has gotten shot and he's in, you know, the the hospital bed and you just found out that somebody's baby mama's done this. And he's like spouting off all these bad things. Right. And then he tells the guy, like, now I want you to think about that song. I want you to re-sing it. But I want you to think about all the things that I just told you. And when he sings, it is like 
the power, the force, like you get goosebumps listening to him. And it's amazing that when he understood and if he, when he had a purpose behind everything, he sang with so much more intention and he knew what he was going for than just kind of doing something. Yeah, that has always stuck with me. And I want to say you shared that with me several years ago. And it's just been something that I constantly think about. And I feel like it really plays into how I live my life and and how I am as a teacher. So we're going to give you all just like five little things you can do in order to help you remember your why. Because unfortunately, we don't all have a keynote speaker standing in front of us to remind us of our why. So one easy thing you can do is start saving those pictures that your students draw for you and those nice notes that they write and the notes that parents write you. And I know if you're like me and you're not in the classroom right now, and if it's your first year of teaching and you don't have any of those, if you get a nice email, print it out. Or if you get a nice comment from a student on your LMS, screenshot it and print it out. And if you have a good memory, like me with the rodent problem, like I can just write that on a sticky note and put them all in a box because that box is going to come in handy for those days. Like what I was describing on the first day of school when I said, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. I'm not enjoying this. That's when you open up that box. And that's when you go through and you read every single note and you read through every single memory and you remember why it is that you do what you do. Another thing that you can do is save inspirational quotes. I love quotes. And in fact, a fun fact, in my morning message every morning, I will put an inspirational quote at the bottom of my message for my students to read. Because I do think that they have such a power in building some of that positivity. And it's just putting that quote out into the universe so that you can hopefully channel it. But you can find inspirational quotes, put them around your computer, put them on sticky notes. You can print them and save them into your classroom or in your, and you know, create like an inspiration quote like mood board type feeling you can also save these on your phone create like a little album of all these inspirational quotes or put it on as a lock screen so that you have it as a constant reminder but when you see something enough when you read it enough you start to believe it more and more yeah I actually have a quote on my lock screen I don't know if you can see it Bridget can you see it oh yeah yeah it guys it says work hard stay humble. And what's even funnier is I'm currently in my office, like my little virtual classroom that I'm teaching from when I'm at home. And right across from me, which is like the wall I stare at all day, besides just my computer, I have two different quoted like frames or framed quotes, not quoted frames, framed quotes. And one of them is that same exact one, work hard, stay humble. That's like my mantra of life. Um, The other one says, inhale confidence, exhale doubt. And like, I just love having those there as my reminders. Yeah. You know which one's one of my favorites? Um, Have you seen the Cinderella version, the one where people give so much hate on that chick because they made her look incredibly sticky, skinny? I'm sorry, not sticky, skinny. (laughs) I was like, wait, Um, what? She's in that big blue dress and like she hurt waist is like uber uber tiny have you seen that version of cinderella um no but that's okay okay well it's fine because in that movie um the mom when she gets sick and she passes away like at the very beginning she tells cinderella have courage and be kind and i tell my students that every day i'm like guys have courage be kind and i think that's something like i love 
those types of quotes that just kind of bring you and they kind of draw you back to reality, right? Yep. yep. And we all need that, that anchor sometimes that brings us back down. So another thing you can do is just be present. Okay, be there for your kids. It's okay if your lesson isn't perfect. It's okay if you didn't get those assignments graded. But if you're overworking yourself and then you're so exhausted the next day, you're not able to be present for your kids, that's going to have the biggest impact on them. Not your lesson not being perfect, not your assignments not being graded. What has an impact is you showing up for your kids. So you need to be present for them. You don't need to be so tired that your mind is elsewhere or feel like you're just thinking about what you need to do as soon as this Google Meet call ends. Like you need to be present for them. Just be there for them, listen to them, share stories with them, care about them. That is going to to take you so much farther than any of those other items on your to-do list. And remember to take care of yourself at the end of the day. Do things that really bring you joy. I know some of the things that I like to do is just sitting down and playing a game with Blaine at the end of the day. Um, Board games, family dinners, talking to Michelle brings me joy and it just kind of uplifts me. But it's those little things that you need to find in your life that just kind of make you happy and it just kind of grounds you again. And so find out make a list of like maybe three to five different things that just bring you joy um, and try to do those periodically so that you can kind of reflect on the day and just kind of and even escape in some sense. Yeah. For me, I'm already thinking I'm like, yep, the gym. And I stayed up late last night lesson planning so that I could have today, we're recording this on a Sunday, to not have to do schoolwork and I can go to the gym for as long as I want. Bridget is raising her hand through Skype to tell me she has something Listen. to say. I I really miss our walk. I know. So you all hopefully remember in the summertime, Bridget and I would talk about, we would go on a walk every single day for like an hour and we would just talk to each other and we don't get to do that now because of our schedules. However, do you want to tell them what we're doing instead? So Michelle will call me after the gym and I'm starting to feel like I feel like I should go on a walk when she calls me now because I really miss that. Like I missed the walk piece as well. I miss talking to you, obviously, but I enjoyed all, like the combination of everything. So now I think I'm going to try to make it a, a, a point to like go on a walk, even if it's not as long as the ones we used to go on because it's going to start getting darker. But I think I'm going to try to go on a walk from now on. I like that. And I was going to say, make sure you like I don't know. You're safe because um, I typically leave the gym at like seven, anywhere between, I would say, 7 30 and 8 typically maybe sometimes as early as 7 but it does start to get dark so make sure you uh wear a reflective vest have your phone all that good stuff take walter with you i guess guard dog right have you met walter well yeah true okay so moving on (laughs) such a he's such a skittish dog it's so funny all right last one last one is to seek out others who will motivate you and then remind you of your why So this is really about surrounding yourself with the right people, those people who are going to bring you joy, those people who when you're around them, you feel like you can conquer the world and like your dreams are all going to come true. Like, and again, we're going to get cheesy here. Just bear with us. But like Bridget is that person for me. And honestly, I think back to several years ago before we were friends and I'm like, what did I do? Because I didn't have that person. I mean, I guess Billy was that person for me, but He's not a teacher. He doesn't quite get it. And so when we say seek out others, it's okay to have, you know, friends outside of education who like just make you feel good in general. Like Billy is that for me. 
But I think you also need to have someone in your field that's going to motivate you and help remind you of that why, because they're going to get it. And like, that's the best thing. When I talk to Bridget, I know that she gets it. And I feel like when I get off a phone call with her, I'm just like, man, like I, I can do this. Like, yeah, there's bad things, but it's fine. And I don't know. I just feel like I listen to Bridget and I, I hear all the things that she's doing and knowing that she's doing all of this while having kids at home. And it just kind of grounds me. And I'm like, what am I complaining about? Like, I, I don't have to deal with that. And I just feel like having those people around really makes a big difference in terms of your overall just like feeling as a person. Yeah, you do the same thing for me, Michelle. Like hands down, you are that person that helps to bring that positivity back into my life. You're just a pocket full of positivity (laughs) vibes. I see what you did there. Yeah. So guys, you know, we know things are going to be really, really hard. And we really hope that you're able to take some of these strategies that we talked about um, and really try to kind of change it around and be positive. We're not saying you're going to be positive all the time. We're not saying that at all. But we really hope that you have more positive days um, and look to see, you know, here's our true why is being there with our students. Okay, so If you're looking for ways to be productive, because we know that that's why you listen to us is because you want to up that game, that up that productivity game. Um, Check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com. We have a free resource for you. It's seven ways to jumpstart your teacher productivity. And those are seven things that we live by. Michelle and I truly do. Um, And while you're there, go ahead and leave us your TSH. We want to know what your time-sucking hurdle is. Share it with us and you can be featured right here on our podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us to get out into the ears of so many other teachers and we enjoy really listening to your feedback so until next time guys be timely stay organized and be productive bye-bye see ya